0: You're listening to The Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox.
1: We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote singles personal growth, and strengthen the dating experience. Here on The Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your emails, DMs, and live questions.
0: So join us every week on Facebook Live, where you can
1: connect with us on air. Have a relationship question you want answered? Send us a direct message on Facebook Live or Instagram at Ask the Martins, or you can visit us at AskTheMartins.com.
0: Now, let's get into today's episode. Let's go ahead and answer. There was a couple of last week questions that we didn't get a chance to get to
1: yeah so we did diving into the dms last week and so we right. were doing like rapid fire questions people were coming at us with different questions and we made a promise that if we did not get to your question on last week that we would answer your question this week um so there were two questions that we had from last week you want yes. me to jump in and
0: read them yes yes yeah. well the first one is from melissa and it said while i'm quarantined as an empty nester what can I do to work on improving my life? Okay.
1: Why you look at me? <laughs> I'm you just... o- you older than me, so I feel like you <laughs> should be more qualified to answer
0: that question to me. Well, well the, here's the idea. And um, what does improving your life mean for you? Here's what I will have you do. I will have you uh, take the time, sit down, and write down five passions that you have. Uh, they don't have to be in, in any particular order, but write down five passions, personal passions are personal things that interests you, that you have, um, personal things that mean something to you go through those. Now, how do you develop those? What makes them better in you? How do, uh, how can you get stronger in those? Then take some time and write down five strengths and five weaknesses. Um, these, they could be personality. They could be characteristic. They can be spiritual they can be relationship wise, they can be um, familial, perhaps there's something going on um, between you and some another family member, we don't know. But what you want to do, or perhaps you're great at certain things and at supporting others. So what you want to do is you want to write down those as well, right? Now, whatever your strengths are, what builds those? How can you build them? And how can you pass those on? It does nothing for us to be strong in and for ourselves, we must be strong for others. If there's one thing we're learning through this circumstance, is that Others depend on us. This is not a self-centric circumstance. Being quarantined or being um, uh, a social distancing is not a self-centristic or self-interested circumstance. It's all about the other person. So in this situation, whatever strengths you have, what do you have that you can build on and pass on to others? As far as weaknesses are concerned, what weaknesses that you have that you can actually straighten up? What are those five things that you can really work at and really build on, and really focus on? And then, and is there someone whom you can call and connect with to help you build with them? Yes, ma'am.
1: Absolutely, so I think that's perfect. I think, you rewind this and listen to that, and write those down, because I really think there are some really great things that you can be doing for yourself. Right. I was gonna recommend two books. Okay. Um, The first book I was gonna recommend that it's really, really, really good is, um, um, and I gotta find his, how to pronounce his name properly so I don't mess it up. But the title of the book is Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yes. It's a really good book just to make sure I'm, we are big, big believers in making sure that our spirit and our body and our mind all line up to the will of God. So Emotionally Healthy Spirituality is an amazing book to um, actually make sure that that you're just all in check and in tune.
0: Thank Um, you, babe. And I've been meaning to, I've been meaning to actually start restart that and uh, I, I hadn't. It's uh, a good one. Well,
1: no problem. It's, it's just a great one. It really yeah. caused me to like pull myself back and think about some stuff. Yes, so man. that's number one. If I can, my favorite, my Go favorite ahead. one right yes, now. Yes, 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 okay. yes, 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 do it. Um, so maybe you should talk to someone. Um, I just recommended this on my personal page. That's the name week. of a book.
0: That's, we're not telling you. To. Maybe that's you should, but it's
1: really the name of the book by, um, Dr. Lori Gottlieb. Um, it's amazing. Um, I listen to the audiobook because I learn better um, through audio. But whether it's the written book or the audiobook, it's true stories about a therapist who goes to see a therapist. Um, and so it's one of the things that it had me thinking about my past, my life, my relationship with my children, my relationship with my mother, like everything in that book, it helped me in one way or another. So I would recommend that to anybody, but as an empty nester, when you're looking to improve your life, there's nothing like, um, finding resources that help you take a real honest look at who you are in your relationships around you to really help you build and improve on who you're becoming, even still as an empty nester, because you, you ain't old, you're still young.
0: And if you like the audio, if you like audio books, this is an interesting audio book because it's read with so much fervor and, and, and um, personality. Right. So I really enjoy that. That's where I, that's how I got in, into it. Yes. It's connected to the audiobook.
1: Yeah, somebody said, "Can you please repeat the name of the book?" Um, yeah. Um maybe you should talk to someone by Lori Gottlieb. Um Type it in for us, baby. Oh, uh, I guess I could. Yes, you um, can. That's what technology is for. Just type it in for the people. There you go. Um Lori Got live. Okay, I got it in. So cool. That's all I got for that one. You want to get to the next question?
0: Absolutely. Uh, this one came from Crystal last week. Okay. Now keep in mind, we only read the names because they were live. They were with us live. We don't read names of DMs or anything of that nature. Yes, please. We keep you confidential. These are just people who were live last week. Hi guys. I'm 34 years old with two wonderful boys and have been dating wrong for a long time. Mm-hmm. My kids' dad and me have been going back and forth for 20 years, but he hasn't. He doesn't want a relationship with me. But won't give me the space to do much other than sleep with him. Ooh. We recently had a domestic dispute where he's hit me, so now that's why I have the space. But I don't want nobody because I've been dealing with inconsistent guys. Help me! I think we did answer this.
1: We did. I once you I'm, got to the end of it, yeah, we. I'm answered thinking it. we did answer yeah. this,
0: but let's go ahead and hit this again. Um, the reason why he doesn't give you space is because you 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 allow your you allow him to have that kind of control. When anyone says they won't let me. They won't leave me alone. They won't do this, they won't do that. That's a person who has uh, for, uh, forsaken their own personal control and given it to someone else for many different reasons. Sometimes they're still in love. Sometimes they just can't let go. For for whatever reason, your your what I used last week, your locus of control is outside of you. So unfortunately, um, you had a domestic dispute which caused a break or a distance in between you and him. But at the same time, you can't let something else be the controlling mechanism of that. You must be the controlling mechanism of that. Start with that strength first. Begin to distance him yourself first. Don't sleep with him. Don't do things. Don't allow him to come back and forth. He will do, men and women do this. This is human nature. We will do what we are allowed to do we we will um if we are of that kind of character you give us a foot we'll take a yard and we'll hang ourselves and we'll hang you too if we can so please you have to take control of your life and not allow somebody else to be um a person in control now if you feel like I let him because I'm afraid of him that's a totally different thing and that's where you must begin to uphold those restraining orders you must begin to be very diligent and very vigilant sometimes those those things are only a half measure in a sense that they depend on you and your vigilance and your ability to continue to make sure that they are enforced but you can't allow him in you can't allow yourself to pull them in does that make sense
1: perfect sense okay
0: are we ready for this week's letter we're
1: gonna go into this week's letter the one that y'all all been waiting for now
0: if you have any questions go ahead and prepare them in your mind while we deal with this week's letter and then we'll go from there is this close enough for you Bet?
1: it is close enough all righty okay so from this week's inbox it says My ex-husband and I have been divorced for a year and a half. He's tried to come back several times, but our divorce happened because he cheated and decided to leave, then had a baby with his mistress. Mm. Their relationship is very toxic. And when they argue, he comes back. When he's lonely, he comes back and so on. While going through our divorce, I believed that God told me that my marriage would be reconciled. I asked for signs of confirmation and God made the impossible happen as as confirmation of what I heard. Here now, a year later, sorry, a year and a half later, having watched what I've watched with him, he says the best thing to do is to close the book on that relationship and never give him a chance. My heart wants to hope for the reconciliation someday, but I keep getting hurt by him and him lying to me about seeing other women. So two months ago, I believed him. Then, sorry, I believed him that he wanted to come back, that he was ready to try, but I was guarded and I wouldn't commit. I told him he needed to show me. His words have always been empty and I made it clear that actions speak louder than words. He came to church with me and our kids. He was transparent and open about the things he would usually try to hide until one day he got angry about me asking him to see a message from someone in his phone. That's when I knew he had lied about something. Sure enough, two weeks later, his baby mama texted me asking where he was and and where he was at and she and I discovered that he had been trying to be with me, her, And a third ex-girlfriend, all of us at the same time, all of this backstory, just to ask, how do I let go of my vows and my marriage that is so apparently over? I mean, I'm divorced. How much more over do I need it to be? I don't feel comfortable moving into a relationship with someone else while I'm struggling with these feelings. I've held on to hope for such a long time that God would reconcile us because he's that. Sorry, because that's what he told me. God told her. Okay. But I can't allow my ex to think that the door is open whenever he wants to come back because it is certainly not. My ex is a manipulator and I believe borderline narcissistic. I'm always praying for him and the stronghold he's facing because this was not the man that I married. The man I married was giving and generous. I know God has a plan for my life. Is it right to stop hoping for a miraculous change in my husband's life?
0: All right, all right. Ooh, child. Wow. wow. Now, before I get started, because I, I'm seeing something here, I'm seeing a trend here, and I love it. I'm seeing a lot of dudes uh, pulling in here, probably from a friends list or whatever. And I, I see appreciate cousins, that.
1: Friends, everybody.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. First of all, let me go ahead and set the groundwork for you guys being here, for you gentlemen being here. The whole idea is to have a. A balanced approach to sure. every situation absolutely now we have to answer the women or the woman who uh, who wrote this letter we do get uh, mail from men Tend to, uh typically, um, typically The men tend to want to just remain private, and let's go back and forth and talk about some things, and we honor that. So keep those things in mind, okay? (laughs) For all our brothers, we are not man bashing. No, 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 no. (laughs) at all. Because it's it's very important, and we would like to hear from you, especially if you allow us to read stuff without uh, and keeping your name confidential, because I think it's important to see both sides of it. Absolutely. But I just wanted to lay that groundwork since we have uh, a record number of guys here, Mm -hmm. and I just like to make sure that guys feel protected and honored as we deal with this particular situation right Yep. all right, right so right. now as we deal with this there were two questions that she asked babe okay the first question was how do i let go of my vows uh and my marriage that i that's that is so apparently over and the second one is is it right to stop hoping for a miraculous change In my ex's life. Now, these are easy questions to answer, Uh but they become hard to articulate to someone who's in this particular situation or circumstance. And the reason why is that they either refuse to see who their ex is, Mm -hmm. or they refuse to respond to that particular person and the reason why is unrequited love is is already an issue. Mm-hmm. If this was a dating situation, there would be uh it's called unrequited love. I love somebody or I like somebody and they don't like me back. But this is a different issue. This is a wife being abandoned. And an abandoned wife or an abandoned spouse has a lot already invested. Yes. Okay. And because the abandoned wife has a lot already invested, this is the reason why it's hard to talk to them because you're dealing with hurt. You're dealing with humiliation. You're dealing with dreams deferred. You're dealing with plans. You're dealing with the whole present and a future that has been upset by the antics of the, um, of the, um, unfaithful spouse. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Also,
1: you're dealing with, a wife who has been displaced and still does not know how to not be a wife. Yes. I think one of the one of the most challenging things to do when you have been a wife for so long, even in the situation where am I okay, sorry. No, no, no. I just want to hear you, baby. I just want to hear you. Even in the situation where he left, they hadn't gotten divorced yet. He was still with somebody else. He kept coming back. Mm-hmm. It is challenging. We can say, shut the door. We can say, baby, let it go. We can say, you know, let it be over and all of that. It is so much easier said than done when you have been a wife. You have taken care of someone. You have prayed over them. You have sought God for them. You have interceded on their behalf. So to tell somebody that just to walk away and put that aside when all you know to do is be a wife to this person, It's so much easier said than done. She has to like, like you were just getting ready to say everything about what she's going through is humiliating, but she has to, before she can even do anything else, you have to take, take off the garment of wife.
0: Absolutely. To him. But the thing, and additional, just like you said, it's hard for her to stop. So every time she allow, she opens the door to allow him in, she continues to build and bury more roots into him. Yes, and into the sick situation, into the circumstance. Okay. It's like, and continuously. No, you're good, babe. It's like continuously investing into a a, a stock that's going down. Man, you just keep throwing money at that thing, <laughs> hoping it's
1: gonna come up. Like it's, right, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And you're just and you're just hoping and praying and hoping and praying and hoping and praying. But you don't have control over the stock. You don't have yeah. control of the market. He does. You see what I'm saying? Yes, Lord. All the, uh, j- just from just using that that metaphor alone, your entire job as a trader or as someone who's looking at it is to interpret it not so, to control it. Wait, you have no control over it.
1: Wait, so mm-hmm. me and my baby, we were looking at a stock today, right? And so one of the things we were looking at stocks and looking at investing into something, I looked and I said look at, we were looking at the historical data right. of that stock. One of the things that you do not ever do is invest in a stock that has historically been unstable, that it's historically lost money, that it's historically gone up and down, up a roller coaster. You look at a stock and you invest in something that has proven over time to be consistent and improve in value. It doesn't just improve in value to yourself, but as someone who is investing, it is now adding value to me. If something is taking away value, if something is depreciating in value, if our relationship is depreciating in value, you need to get out before it bankrupts you.
0: Absolutely. And also the, another thing that you look at just carrying the metaphor a little bit further, you look at the news. The news cycle dictates the um, the move, movement of the stock. Yes. So if you look at the news cycle of your relationship. it's going to take this metaphor all <laughs> the way home. you are going to take it all look, the way home. If you look at the news cycle of your relationship, the information that you're getting from the relationship is going to dictate how valuable that relationship is. Now, another reason why it's hard talking to people in this predic- predicament or this situation is the level, is where their faith is is set up not in whom their faith lies, but how their faith aligns with God. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. The thing is, is that, and and I'm going to be honest, we've been taught that God can get us what we want regardless of what it is. And because we've been taught that, we tend to go there in order to stay in places that we should have vacated a long time ago.
1: Yes. You see what
0: I'm saying? Uh And so it stops really being about God and utilizing God in order to get what I want, especially regarding someone else. So as we peel back the layers, what I really want to do is I want to start there um, in the area of, of her faith, because I think there needs to be just a subtle, um, um, uh, shift, shift. Uh, I don't want to use a uh, shift.
1: No, it does there, need to be a shift. There needs
0: to be a tweak in her thinking and understanding of how that works. There, she needs to be transformed
1: by the <laughs> renewing of her mind.
0: Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about. I, the first thing we want to say to you, in order for you to change the circumstance, you got to get beyond the thought process that God is going to change this person. God does not change him can God do anything? Absolutely. Yes. Is God miraculous? Absolutely. But does God change people, uh, beyond their own will? Absolutely not. Think about this. If God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever that's, that's the qualifying line, right? Mm-hmm. Whosoever. So if God loved the world that much to allow them to have everlasting life or to offer everlasting life through his son, but yet doesn't make people receive that, then you better believe he's not gonna make
1: somebody receive you, okay? Go ahead. Go back to Adam in the garden. When God gave Adam his assignment, when God gave Adam dominion over everything over the earth, the one thing he did not give Adam dominion over was another person. Absolutely. God gave Adam dominion over the earth. He gave Adam dominion over the seeds, the trees, the animals, the plants, everything there. He never said, Adam, I'm also going to give you the power to do what not even I can do, which is change the will of a man.
0: Absolutely. Or another person or another person. Right.
1: Humankind.
0: Absolutely. And, And that's what you need to understand. In your theology of your marriage, you forgot the part that says whosoever. You forgot the qualifying line. And there is a qualifying line whosoever doesn't humiliate you, whosoever doesn't abandon you, whosoever doesn't have children outside of you, whosoever continues to manipulate you, whosoever uh, doesn't, or doesn't continue to manipulate you, whosoever is a husband to you, whosoever is a spouse to you, whosoever as a spouse receives you. He, this person does not qualify for any of those whosoevers of a husband. And because that person doesn't qualify for any of the whosoevers, that person is not a husband. So you have to understand that God is not going to make that person be what they continuously, consistently have shown you in a very um, predictable way who they are not.
1: Yes, ma'am. Help me. Listen and there's no amount of wife that you can be to somebody that is going to turn a man into a husband that does not want to be one, no matter what you do, no matter what you do for him, no matter how long you continue to hold that door open. I, I, as a woman who has been hurting as a woman who has held on for something a little bit too long, we, we tend to believe that as long as we are a nurturing, loving person, loving wife that does not rock the boat, that is going to somehow shift and change them into being who we need them to be who we want them to be and right now i'm telling you there is nothing that you can do your prayers at this point should be for you your prayers even if god heals him even if god turns him around and you're praying for that and god transforms his mind it doesn't mean he's still going to be the best husband for you at the end of the day absolutely i think you hit on something real quick that
0: takes me a little bit off of schedule a little bit off track but That's i just okay. i just want it's to our hit show it. <laughs> Um, when women are taught if you do something in particular that you can actually earn or get him back, yeah, I think that is a part of the cultural myth- cultural mythology of relationships in the sense that women can manipulate a man back to his place where she wants him to be
1: There's too many books that think make you think
0: you can too right yeah. and, but but and, and but you're we're, we're grown or you're raised in such a way that if he leaves you, you feel like a failure. Right. If he leaves you, you feel like you wasn't woman enough. If he leaves you, you feel like you weren't pretty enough. If he leaves you, you feel like you weren't sexy enough. Uh-huh. Men, men have the. I'm telling you from personal experience, men have the same situation or inclination to, uh, but from a different standpoint. But women, if if you're taught that you failed, then you look for ways to win, and there's no way you can actually win a a a um autonomous being who has their own will
1: let's let's bring it home because again we're we're i'm seeing a lot of 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 things as far as um church and just just relationship with god
0: right 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 go ahead
1: our relationship as husband and wife is a direct reflection of the relationship is christ and the church correct absolutely one of the biggest misconceptions that has hand that was been handed down in the church body pardon me is mm-hmm. that we had to work to get god's love yes Jesus died on the cross, Jesus rose from the grave without us ever having to do anything to receive that. Yes. There is nothing that we were able to be able to work to do in order to get from God what he always already promised us. Yes. It is not a works-based thing because we have been taught to believe that our relationship with God is a works-based relationship, Mm -hmm. we as women, a lot of times translate our intimate relationships to be works-based. So that's why our mentality shifts and says, if I do this, if I don't do that, if I do this right, if I act right, if I don't do it, if I can just lose about 10 more pounds off this waistline, he's gonna come running back to me. Regardless of what you believe um, that relationship is supposed to be or regardless of what you say God said about that relationship only that person can follow through on their desires of what that relationship is absolutely God desires for your marriage to work out on your marriage to never fail but his desire is also that as a husband he is submitted to Christ yes and as a wife you're submitted to the husband and husband submitted to the wife as well but if that husband is not submitted to christ and not following along with christ and then abandoned his post as a husband he was not acting the way that god ordained himself to be to the church
0: absolutely absolutely now i want to i want to offer this real quick and then we'll get back on our points because we're still on the first point here someone said and i want to offer a correction Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh Someone said unless it was ordained by God. So let me go ahead and offer a correction about that. When you get married under God, um, you are responsible for that marriage. You are accountable to God for that marriage. Yes. Okay. Regardless, right? So when we talk about ordained, because I know a lot of people are able to feel better about their divorce. I know I went through that process that people feel better about uh, breaking up because they feel like, well, it must not have been ordained by God. Wh- whoever, whomever God put together. As soon as you said, I do, it was, you,
1: <laughs> you
0: see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But the idea is, is that God doesn't ordain people. God is not a matchmaker. God ordained the, um, the, the union, the union, the, the idea of the sacrament of marriage. Yes. The sacrament of marriage is ordained. Whomever you marry you're responsible for. Otherwise you wouldn't need a divorce. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So that I, I want to make sure that's clear. I want to make sure that that's clear. Now that does not mean. Bec- now, me quick. Sorry. Okay. Finish. Okay. Now that does not mean that we keep you tied to, to an abandonment. We don't keep you tied to abuse. We don't want to keep you tied to, to all those uh, unfaithfulness. We don't keep you tied to that, but understand that there, if, if you're in it, you're responsible for it. Makes sense. Both parties are
1: responsible for it.
0: Because the, the union is ordained. The the idea, the sacrament of marriage is ordained. I just want to make sure that we understand that because, we because could, you know, I, I could have chose somebody else. She could have chose somebody else. She could have had a few different somebody else's. It doesn't matter. Um, whomever she had chose, she's gonna be responsible for. I just wanna make sure that we understand that here.
1: And it's important to understand that because again, we have to always, whether we're in the marriage or whether we walk out of that marriage or whether we step away from that marriage, everyone in that marriage has to be held accountable for what goes right and what goes wrong in that marriage. Absolutely. Um, everyone has to be. If we continue to say simply say, oh, because it's ordained by God, it could be used as a a magical uh what is that word i'm trying to look for a witchcraft for somebody to keep you in a toxic marriage it could be used as the form of witchcraft for somebody a husband or a wife to say you can't leave you must stay and deal with this because it was ordained by god and god's ordination of marriage was never designed to keep people in bondage or in abuse
0: attention all couples married engaged or seriously dating did you have plans to attend a marriage retreat or conference, but now you're stuck at home? Are you looking for ways to enrich your marriage, but not necessarily sure how? Well, we have something just for you. Join us for Covered Con, covered Con is a virtual marriage retreat experience based upon the four key principles of a covered marriage. This is a two-day virtual event featuring Seth and Melanie Stutley from The Anatomy of Marriage. Pastor and Professor Christopher Michael Jones, and Worship and Arts Director Bernard Williams. This virtual event kicks off Friday evening, May 29th, with a husbands-only panel, and later, the husbands take the lead with some Chicago stepping. Saturday morning, May 30th, gets started with the Wives Get Real Fireside Chat, and the day is then capped off with workshops focused on covering and healing your marriage. If you're married, engaged, or seriously dating, you do not want to miss this. Register today at virtualmarriageretreat.com. That's virtualmarriageretreat.com. Right. Witchcraft meaning manipulated manipulation. Yes. So I just wanted to correct that just real quick and we'll go back to that if that's asked. Somebody just asked another question, but let me go on to number two. Uh, So pin that for me if you don't mind. And I want, I really want to go on to number two. Um, But uh, first of all, God does not keep, uh, does not change people. He allows people to be who they are. Otherwise there wouldn't be a hell and you're going to have to let him have his hell. Okay. You be the consequence.
1: You be, you (laughs) be his hell. Like walking away from me is going to be hell
0: by being the consequence. Not that it's payback, but you're slash his tires.
1: I'm just playing. Lord, I'm just (laughs) just playing. playing.
0: Okay. So her next question was, how do I let go of my vows and my marriage? That is so apparently over what you have to understand is that your vows are empty. You, there is no one there to be a vow to. There is no participant. There is no recipient. So what you're staying avowed to is a hope, a wish or a desire, but there's no one there to receive or reciprocate that. Okay. Right, so you can't, you are holding on to the wind. There is nothing to hold on to but what you wish you had. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Now, I do know, I do understand emotionally uh, it makes what you want and what you may have tangible. Him coming back and sleeping with you or staying with you when he's having a tift with his, uh, with his um, now his girl, um, makes. Uh, <laughs> you was trying not to say baby mama, again. <laughs> I was trying not to say that. Uh, <laughs> makes, may make what you want tangible. But it is not it is not necessarily there. It is just him playing the field, if you will, and utilizing your weakness, using utilizing your hope for weakness. Does that make sense? Yes. Number two, number three is that you got to see him for
1: who he is or who he is not. Yes, ma'am. Really quickly, before you go to that point, yes. you said see using your hope or seeing your hope for weakness. Understand that again, if you're still operating in the role of a wife, and you're allowing him to come back home like he's your husband, he recognizes that you believe, that you're a believing God for him. So understanding that your hope in the relationship is giving him an end to continue to come and manipulate that hope and saying, oh, she's praying for me, so I'm going to use God that. Oh, you saw before he went to church with y'all. Right. Understanding that by using God and sorry, that by continuing to believe God for somebody who is consistently going against God's will for you especially now that you're divorced, then he's now again, like you just said, it's just bringing that back home, using your hope for a weakness.
0: Absolutely. Your hope is a weakness. LaKeisha stepped in. Um, One of our favorite people, uh, LaKeisha and Siobhan, she said, God recognizes covenant, so you can choose whomever, uh, so you can choose whomever. Whomever you marry, you are responsible for it. That's Absolutely. Right. That's what we said. And and to be honest with you, just to just nail that back again, uh, if anybody remember me talking about Zelophehad in the Old Testament nope. and how God basically said, um, marry whoever you want, just yes. make sure that you keep to these particular guidelines. Um, so if you want really want me to go back through it, I will. I don't want to do it right now because I want to continue to move forward. Yes. Now, number three, in order to let go of him, you have to see who he is. And who he is not. He is not behaving like a husband. He is not uh prepared to take care of you. Listen, let me just if I can if I could just point this out to you. He abandoned you for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And he fed you the lines that he's not happy there and every now and then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Earlier in your letter, you said they have a toxic relationship. That's you fighting for that relationship to break down. <laughs> them having a toxic relationship means nada to you. I understand that it was part of the background. I understand that it was part of you um, creating the pre- the premise of why you are where you are, but mm-hmm. it also says sub, sub- uh, subconsciously that that's something that you keyed in on and that's why you keep the door open. Yes. But you have to understand this, that if he does that to you, he's doing it to her with you and he's doing it to y'all with a third. The- he's very predictable. He's very consistent. He is whom he is. And you have to begin to see that. And then you have to sit back and say, if this was somebody else by anybody else's name, with anyone else's face, under anyone else's skin, you wouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. The reason why you have it is because you love him and because you have a connection to him that you have to break. Right. You have a tie to him. Now, we understand that. But with that being the case. You have to understand and see that this is the M.O. This is the modus operandi. This is how he acts and how he behaves. And if this is how he acts and how he behaves, he's not going to stop until he chooses to stop. Right. Whether whether he respond, he's going to have to respond to the Holy Spirit. He's going to have to respond to God's request and call. He's going to have to respond to that. You can't make him. No one can make him. He's going to have to do it, and then he's going to have to break those habits. Those habits, those habits, and those hungers are hard to break. Once you've been out there and you've been able to manipulate three or four different women or
1: three or four different people at a time, I'm telling you, it's hard to break. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an addiction because you stop doing it there and you start doing it somewhere else. But and not only that,
0: there's always somebody who's going to allow you to do it. There's yeah. always somebody who's going to fall in line. Yes, there's Lord. always somebody who's always going to be there to allow you to mess up. That's why we have to be we as men have to be strong in character and strong in moral value so that we don't fall into what what we're allowed to do, because there's many good men who's a, who would be if they were if if they paid attention allowed to do anything with anybody. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: So you have to see what he is. He is not your husband. The fourth thing I want to say is now you're going to have to take action. The, the, the most definitive thing you can do is take action. One of the things that Takara and I teach is, especially in breaking and the, the soul ties detox, one of the things we teach is that we process things in one of three ways. We process it through understanding, we process it through uh, emotion, or we process it through action. What I mean by that is one of those takes the lead. Okay, when we understand something to be right, regardless of how we feel about it or whether we feel like taking the action, if we understand it to be right, we will do it until it feels right. Okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, if we feel like uh, something is the right thing to do, if we feel like something is the right way to go, we tend to go along with that feeling, and then our actions and understanding try uh, supports it. Same thing with action. This time, action is going to have to take the lead. You're, when emotions are broken, when your heart is broken, when you're hurt and when you're broken down, your emotions are always first to the party and the last to leave. You cannot depend on a broken leg to walk home. So what you have to do is you have to not deal with the emotional part of it and you have to make the actionary steps. As you make the actions, your emotions will catch up to where you are. Mm-hmm. Your first action is to cut them off. You have to create distance. You have to... Um, cut that cord is going to be hard because once the very moment they feel you getting distance, Mm -hmm. they're going to rope you back in because they need that control. That's a part of their mechanism. That's a part of something that feeds them to know that they have that kind of a control over you. So you have to cut it off. Um, you have to, no more phone calls, no more texts, no more online, uh, DMs or whatever, however you connected to them, disconnect to them. If you're spying on them virtually, disconnect from that, block them, do everything. You have to begin the process of disconnecting. We are in the per, one of the things I was talking to Takara about a few days ago is that it's very interesting um re- when i look out and deal with uh when i when we look out and deal with couples and mm-hmm. singles yeah is that we're in the perfect predicament in order to practice some of the things that we teach um being quarantines allow us to be you're not just quarantined from COVID. you're co- you're quarantined from a person who is bad for you yes. and sometimes there are people who are worse for you than a virus Okay, and so right now is the perfect time to practice quarantining yourself from that particular person Um, or, or as far as couples are concerned, quarantine with someone and begin to help build that relationship. That's another podcast. But right here. Um, you have to begin to shut yourself off. Shut yourself. Social distancing is going to be a real play, where thing for you. Shelter Man. in place is going to be a real thing for you. You better Being go ahead and preach down. Is gonna <laughs> <You're silly. laughs> it's going to be a real thing for you.
1: Nineteen up on these ties.
0: You silly. But it's going to be a real thing for you. It's going to be a real thing in how you deal with him. And you're going to have to create that boundary. Will it hurt? Yes. Is it going to trouble you? Yes. Will you have sleepless nights? Absolutely. But if you do it consistently over a period of time, over a period of time, you're going to get used to the new paradigm of your lifestyle of being a wife waiting for a husband to find you you cannot move on to another situation until you clean out this situation right here because guess what if someone else enters in this person is still going to be in a way subconsciously okay so now is the time to break the habit that he is to you
1: absolutely yes, go to ask and just go to the shop and get the soul ties detox i promise you it will bless your life um one of the things that you just said about being a wife to you Listen, God can preserve all the the beautiful wifeness that He has given you um, and give it to somebody and allow you to bestow it on somebody who is deserving of you as a wife. Right now, this person is not worthy of everything that you are giving to him and that have that you have given to him thus far. So just I mean, your prayer, you know, God's not gonna remove your desire from a husband, but he will allow you to withhold and remove yourself from a situation until you can give that, all of you truly, to someone who deserves. With you.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So with that being said, I hope that helps. We, I know we went real fast through that, but we, we want to answer the questions we, that are right here, right now.
1: We did. And this is actually a great lead into that question. Okay. She says, I'm sorry, from that, from that letter. She says, help. I've been separated from my husband since November, mm-hmm. and it was a very difficult marriage with lots of brokenness and verbal abuse. Mm. I lost a baby and I was placed under a lot of stress and hurt by him. I had no Oh, Jesus. I had no support at all maybe due to cultural differences i had a male friend who helped me through this difficult time and we have been friends for years prior to marrying my husband Mm -hmm. we care for each other deeply and we are living a christian lifestyle so there is no sex i've started the soul ties detox and in week two it says no dating does that mean i shouldn't see him at all over the detox and can we see each other as friends as a friends-only situation until I detox, can I take it?
0: Go get it. Tag
1: me in, boss. Okay.
0: Er, get him.
1: So, <laughs> couple of things here. Number one, I am super kidding. sorry about the hurt that you had to endure Absolutely. getting to this place. There is nothing like going through something that traumatic having nobody there to support you and then finding that you have a someone from your past that comes in that is there and everything that you needed to be at that time absolutely so I definitely do not want to um, devalue that friendship and I think it's very important that you recognize the need to have someone there to support you through that okay yes Um, what I will say is so soon after a divorce and Um, it was a divorce, right? No, it's it's just a a separation. So right now you've been separated. You are not divorced. Um, the very first thing you need to be doing is healing. One of the most catastrophic mistakes we make when exiting a marriage, whether it's separation or a divorce, is going back to something familiar because it feels good and it feels safe and it feels like something we know. Absolutely. Um, and I, I would tell you- pillow. It is, a, it is a boyfriend pillow. I will tell you, everybody in here right now, I just need you right now, y'all. If you have ever gotten out of a serious or long relationship and ended up getting back with either a college sweetheart, a high school sweetheart, an ex-boyfriend, a childhood friend, the boy next door, girl next door, whoever, let us know because I need for people to see how common this is, but also then I'm going to show you why it's such a bad idea.
0: Okay. Okay. And while you do that, I'd like to rewind just a little bit here. This is very, very important. This is very important. It sounds like you you did have a turbulent time within your marriage. It also sounds like there are some cultural differences, some things that neither one of you understood about the other. On top of that, I'm sorry, I want to sneeze. On top of that, um, you have the trauma of losing a child. That's a very traumatic in uh, situation and it's a hard situation to maintain an already rocky marriage to to begin with yeah one of the things i'd like to know is how long were you married did you have um did you have premarital counseling and um and are you actually headed for a divorce the reason why is is because many of these things can be handled can be and i'm not i'm not forcing you into, I don't want to force anybody into an an abusive situation, especially when it's uh, no matter what kind of abuse, emotional, physical, whatever. But the idea is, is that the trauma of that situation and not having support um, can make you feel alone and him not being able to understand again, cultural difference, him not being able to understand what you're dealing with that can be helped by a third party participant who is unbiased and who can mediate and intermediate between the two of you and interpret the pain that you may be going through. Sometimes, especially Ooh. especially we husbands, we yes. don't understand because we don't have the capacity to hold life. Um, so we may not understand what you're going through.
1: Or uh, what I've also seen with a lot of people going through grief who have lost a child either through miscarriage or through even a death of a child who has been born is that a lot of men don't don't know how to articulate their feelings they feel like they're supposed to be strong for their wife and then by the end of it the wife is like no I just needed to know you were in this with me absolutely and like literally I think it's more than 40 percent of marriages end after a loss like that simply because they did not know how to be there for each other in that
0: absolutely and men hurt too men deal with the pain of loss too there's there just so you that you understand Upon the on upon the shoulders of a man there's nothing worse than feeling helpless
1: she said i married him two times to see if it can work two years this time divorce paper failed out awaited the funds moved from the state
0: okay so he's gone yes okay okay i just that that's where i needed clarity because i wanted to make sure that we understood but it sounds like that this just was not a a a link or a connective thing right
1: right okay finish your thought go ahead
0: so going on from there uh regarding having someone new mm-hmm. regarding this new friend um i'm going to actually say in a very very definitive way no he's not good for you right now okay the reason yeah. the reason why, I just want to make sure I, I had to catch eye contact no, to make no, sure me and my baby was listening. Yeah, no, no, you're you know, good. I don't, I don't want to contradict you um, because I, you may have something a lot more powerful to say, but we're there on the same page. Um, he's no good for you right now because of that comfort. What you do need, you do need a friend, you do need a support mechanism, but you don't need someone that you're going to fall in love with. Um, you need, and and just because he's a friend and because you've been able to maintain a distance and so on and so forth, you've built a great case for him to be there. And I'm going to be honest, he should not be there right now.
1: And if you read in the soul ties detox, one of the main things is because you could risk injuring him or further injuring yourself if you're not fully out of that previous situation you're not yet divorced you've married this person twice which means there is such an attachment there that you went back to the well two times to make sure that it wasn't it was actually going to be over so if you're if you've had to walk away from this person multiple times that means you've got multiple things you need to work through before you can even invite someone else in absolutely you can say we're just friends but i guarantee you that part of the reason why it feels so good to have him there right now is because he's something that you haven't had in a long time but he's also easing the pain of what you're having to deal with, with letting go of a previous marriage. He is a, for all intents and purposes, this is a numbing factor, a
0: self-medication.
1: This is self-medication,
0: anesthetic.
1: It's an anesthetic. Really what's going to happen is when you remove the possibility of a new relationship and you sit and you be with your feelings, you sit and you be with your hurt, you sit and you be with everything that you have to deal with. The loss of not just a husband, but a baby baby, you have to understand that there's something that this new friend cannot do for you and cannot be for you until you are fully through that.
0: Absolutely. And then uh, again, you do need a support mechanism. We're not saying be, be alone or by yourself. But find that and a a girlfriend or someone of the same sex that you can depend on, or a um, or a licensed professional or a coach or something like that. Find it in someone who can support you through this particular process. Don't just do that book alone and again it wasn't to smack your hand it was just to say just to answer your question yeah let's let this guy sit on the side for a little bit but i'm sure he's going to be concerned for you allow him to be concerned but create that distance at least in this moment in this process it's it's again it's social distancing while you're in the you're, you're in a place where your pain is catchy so, so social distance yourself from him. We're just utilizing the metaphor since it's so fresh in our mind right now, okay?
1: And if he cares for you deeply, Rosetta, let me just tell you this. Um, he is going to want you whole for him. He Absolutely. is going to want you healed for him. There was one point where Ken, like was like, hey, go ahead and take care of yourself for a minute. We ain't gonna talk. For, remember when you did that? Yeah. When we were dating, like I was going through some stuff. He was like, go ahead and take some time for yourself. So And I didn't do it well, I'm gonna tell you that right now, but he wanted me to make sure that I I was sure for him and make sure that I was ready for what he was ready to give me. And if he didn't give me that time, it would have meant that he didn't respect my healing process enough to actually make sure that I was who I needed to be for him. And so a good man is going to say, hey, I want you, I like what I sees in you, Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna go ahead and put myself aside and put my feelings aside and put my emotions aside to let you get where you need to be so that we can be good together. If that's truly where you need to be when this is all said and done.
0: Now, all men don't know how to do that because all men don't know how to articulate that. So you may have to let him know, listen, I dig you. Um, I like at least at the very minimum, I like your support and I love our friendship. But I have to go through this real, uh, real quick or I have to go through this process. And as I go through this process, I'll keep you abreast of the situation. Um, but I, I, I will be back in contact, in full contact. Yes. You know, I, I wouldn't say you have to like shut him up all altogether because that's going to that that's a that's a stiff arm.
1: It could be harsh, yeah. Right.
0: You don't want to be harsh to him, but you also you want to let him know that he's valued. But there's a thing that you have to do. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast, recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Now we can't grow without you, so help spread the love, rate us, leave a review, and share your favorite episodes. Do you have a question that you want us to answer? Well, just drop us a DM on Facebook or Instagram at AskTheMartins or visit AskTheMartins.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Soul Ties Podcast so that you won't miss your questions being answered or any future dope topics. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.